Welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Becoming Kingdom Fit podcast, and I'm your host, Rebecca Tabert, and this is the podcast for high-performing, high-purpose-driven Christian entrepreneurs who also want to continually and consistently focus on becoming kingdom fit, the words God gave me to describe being fiercely fit in mind, body, and spirit so that we are best able and positioned to be in personal relationship with God while listening and leaning into our unique and greater purpose, not only for our own experience and for the well-being of our families, but for the unique kingdom calling that he has placed on our life so that we can serve others in a way that honors God to our maximum potential and ability. And with that, I want to jump right in today to today's episode, and we get to talk about three ways to stay on track even when you don't feel like it. Now, I recorded this originally inside of our private community on Facebook, and it is day four of the Becoming Kingdom Fit masterclass series. I wanted to share it in this podcast as well because it is so incredibly powerful. And I can say that because it is yet another example of Holy Spirit showing up. So yes, I had an agenda when I started. And yes, I share with you the three practical ways to stay on track, even when you don't feel like it. And also, I share with you why it is so important to focus on being healthy in mind, body, and spirit, and how it intricately plays into our ability to know and live out God's unique and greater calling for us, and so much more. There was more than one spirit-led moment, and there's... There's an uh, an additional one towards the end, so make sure that you uh, grab your cup of coffee, your water, go on that walk, whatever it might be for you, and uh, enjoy the conversation, and I will meet you on the other side. I am so excited to jump in. I say that a lot, but truly, I love it. the energy and uh, just the connection with you guys. And so whenever I get to do something live with you or connect with you individually, it truly is the fuel that just lights me up. I love sharing, teaching, and encouraging. So I am legitimately excited to share with you today. So today we are on day four of the Becoming Kingdom Fit series. And if you missed the first couple of days, I encourage you to go back Each day in and of itself has a lesson that is uh, incredibly powerful, but when you put them all together, then you start to really form habits, thoughts, and beliefs that are going to lead you in this direction of becoming kingdom fit. And of course, in all transparency, not everything can be taught within this container. That's why I am honored to work with clients both on a one-on-one basis and in a small intimate group setting through my kingdom fit programs. And if that is something that you are ready to take action on, if you are a high achieving Christian entrepreneur that is wanting to truly start to prioritize your health and your sense of well being, 
the concept of becoming kingdom fit are the words that God gave me to describe becoming fiercely fit in mind, body, and spirit. It's not a single event. It's not just about losing 20 pounds. It's about truly becoming fiercely fit in mind, body, and spirit. So yes, when I work with my clients, I get to help you learn how to create a nutrition protocol that is going to work for you and your lifestyle without giving up your favorite foods or spending hours at the gym, while also helping you build the true foundation that allows the physical results that you get it to be sustainable, to really create this way of life through emotional mastery, through identifying the thoughts that you that no longer serve you and building thoughts that empower you by giving you that roadmap that's going to allow this to be a true, deep, transformational process. Because I know without a doubt that when we are at our best, it is when we are able to be at our best, to give our best. And as I've shared throughout this week, the greatest scheme of the enemy is that he has flipped the perspective and built a society that is taught to believe that self-care is somehow selfish or that it's that it should be the last thing on our list when reality is even when we look at God's word and all of my coaching is rooted and grounded in God's word God's word tells us that his our body is his physical temple and he tells us over and over and over again to learn how to recognize and catch our thoughts take them captive and apply them against his word. And yet we don't do that when it comes to our own self-care and our own sense of well-being because of the things that have been indoctrinated into our belief system over the last, you know, decades for as long as I've, you know, 40 years in. And the diet and health industry, fitness industry, even the most um even those with with the purest of intentions and hearts just are missing the critical foundation of being rooted and grounded in God's word and starting with our thoughts and beliefs. So we talked about that in detail in day one. So I want to make sure I stay on track today and share with you the three practical steps that you can take to stay in motion towards your long-term goals, even on the days that you don't feel like it. But I want to, again, encourage you and impress upon you to get connected, to type coaching below or send me a DM and let's hop on a Zoom call together and really help you design a plan that's going to allow you to finish this year strong. But then also maybe we are meant to work together and maybe 2023 is the year. And I don't have to convince you. I don't have a convincing energy in my bones. I know that the people I am meant to work with, they already know. You know, you feel a connection. You know that you are being called for even more. And God has already been whispering to you. And again, I'm not trying to speak anything of you over you. This is literally the that I work with mostly women that come to me, tell me that they already know that God has put it on their heart to start to prioritize their health and well-being so that they are best positioned to create, to receive, and then create and give the next iteration of what he has for them. You're already highly successful, and God is saying, I have even more. And if that is resonating for you, then we get to work together. We get to at least get on a call, be courageous, be brave, 
push past that sense of hesitation that the enemy wants to tell you that you're not worth it, you don't have time, you're too busy, you tried all the things and nothing has worked before. Push past all of that, call the enemy out as the, for the liar that he is and connect and just make just take one step in front of you. Just like I talked about, I think on day two, right? In stepping in faith, it's we don't always know all the answers, but taking that first next step, which I know there are there is a handful of you watching this, that your best next step is to connect, not by anything of my own doing, but by God's work in and through me. I have the strength and the skill sets. And for some of you, we are meant to work together for me to help you by standing in the gap and teaching you how to prioritize your self-care in ways that um, allow you to be the best version of yourself, to enjoy a greater sense of daily joy and peace in discernment, having greater clarity of thought as you show up for yourself, for your family, and your business, as you continue to peel back the layers of vision that God has for you. And yes, the health and fitness is a foundation of that. So yes, if you are currently 30, 40, 50 pounds overweight, we get to work on that. We get to teach you how to release the weight in a way that is sustainable so that you are no longer discouraged or distracted by your physical body. The very vessel God gave you to function in life and live out your unique calling is at it is is become territory that it, that you get to reclaim right the enemy does not get to claim territory over your physical well-being but we get to be active participants in taking action to push that back to push back the distraction to push back the the higher risk for dis-ease and bring you back into alignment with the position of just internal ex internal strength that is beyond understanding or comprehension that pushes back the enemy and continues to open up the doors of opportunity that God has for you. The lives that you are meant to be impacting depend on you being at your very best version. And I honestly know that our best version, we, we get, there's no judgment or condemnation at any point in time for where we're at in our season. But our best version is to be continuously seeking God and serving others in a way that honors Him. And in doing so, for us to do it effectively, we get to be active participants in consistently and continually cultivating this becoming kingdom fit, fiercely fit in mind, in physical body, and in our personal intimate relationship with God. Can I get an amen, right? So let me jump into the practical of today. So. The practical of today that I wanted to share, there is so much to being able to do the things that you don't feel like doing and no, but you know that they're for your highest good. Let me tell you that it's normal and it's natural to have days where you don't want to do the thing, even though you know consciously these action steps, these habits are what are going to get me to my goal. There are going to be days, a lot of them, if I'm being honest, a lot of them in the very beginning where you don't feel like it and you don't want to get up 15 minutes earlier to have your time with God or you feel tired. It might not even be a conscious choice. You feel tired. So you start negotiating with yourself or you don't want to get in that walk or from you, maybe you are doing workouts and you just don't want to do the workout today. Like if we, if we're, if we are ruled by our emotions, 
We cannot be progressing forward because there is a portion of our brain, you've heard me talk about this too, Bible and science get to come together because God created science and the reality is the science aligns with God's word for those that have a lens of both perspectives. And there is a portion of our brain that is designed to keep us safe, that is designed to protect us. It's that portion of the brain that when you see a lion, you're like, I should probably, and actually as I'm giving you this analogy, I don't know if it's the right thing to do to stay still and freeze or to run. Probably not to run because it's always going to be faster. But there's that, that portion of your brain that says, that's a lion, that's super dangerous, you need to do something, right? Is the same portion of your brain that is going to keep you sitting on the couch numbing out to TV because it's the easier, more convenient thing to do than whatever the new habit is. Make sense? So being able to recognize it for what it is, is a powerful tool. And then being able to be in action for yourself, even on the days that you don't feel like it, is a habit that we get to consistently and continually uh, nurture and practice. And so many of you already have this skill set because you're very successful in business. You don't always feel like doing the things necessary to, to create that success, right? In the beginning, especially when you're a solo entrepreneur, you're wearing all the hats. There's a lot of mundane, mundane things when really you're an entrepreneur because you're a visionary, right? But until you get to that point where your vision has brought the profits that allow you to carry somebody, bring somebody on board to be the executor, to be the operator within your business, then there's a lot of things that you don't want to do, but you get to do and you've done them. So you get to apply that same skill set to your health and well-being. The challenge is that in your mind, your health and well-being is not as much of an urgency as it was as building your business. There's not as deep of a desire in this moment even though you want it, the desire is faced with a lot more disbelief because you have this track record that that safe part of your body, your brain wants to remind you, you failed so many times before, what's going to be, how is this going to be different today? And so therefore you're more likely to quit on yourself. You're more likely to stay in bed or stay on the couch or numb out to food instead of doing the walk or doing your morning uh, time with God or, or whatever the habit is that you know you're trying to build. Make sense? So so much of this, understand, isn't something that just happens overnight. This is something that we get to put into practice consistently over time. And within my Kingdom Fit method, there's framework where we walk through how to build this proactive structure so that you can become more aware of what's coming up when it's coming up so that you can identify the old roots that are well dug that no longer serve you and pull them by the root, right? The diet is a diet, not my protocols that I build with you guys individually. But when you're out there doing all these diets, it's like play, placing a Band-Aid on a war wound, right? That Band-Aid is not going to hold the war wound for very long. So in my method, we get to look at the war wound and go, what happened there? And figure that out and heal it from the, and I always want to be cautious about the word heal as I'm catching my own word because, um, but it's by God's word, right? That's what I mean by healing is that you're identifying the lies of the enemy and the beliefs that you've carried for so long that you think that they're truths for you and, uh, and pulling in, pulling back in and being reminded of God's word and using God's word to re to as the new foundation. Fair enough. So there's a process to all of that that we get to walk through. But let me give you some 
just kind of the, the highlights, if I will, that I know that you can start to put, you can start to practice right away, right? Um, the first is don't expect, wait, or rely on motivation. So many times, and I've been guilty of this too, but in the past. So again, I always have to say that caveat, if you are newer, you're listening to me the first time, understand that I am a powerful truth teller, always from a heart of lens and kindness, because I have had so many of the experiences that I now get to teach forward. And I talk more about my story, I think in day one and day two, but I, former atheist, overweight, corporate girl turned Jesus loving, fiercely fit entrepreneur now for 13 years and a lot of battle in be before there. But my transformation was so powerful. It's the reason I show up so passionately for you today. And also, even once that initial transformation uh, occurred, it's been a process over the last 13 years, especially as an entrepreneur, of becoming, continually becoming what God has now given me these words of kingdom fit. And I also have had iterations of still struggling with emotional eating and turning to food instead of God. Thank God, literally, I am now can tell you that I am 100% free from temptation of turning to food for God and, and have been for a couple of years. And um, but also like, I'm also consistently learning new evolutions of emotional mastery, new evolutions of being aware of the thoughts and when the enemy is coming in and how to push back and all of that. So we get to be becoming together as a community in Christ. And of course, for those that um, I get to work with within my kingdom fit uh, kind of community as clients, uh, we get to work together on an, a more intimate level. So, but let me give you these the framework. And the first one being, like I said, is don't expect, wait, I trust in the Lord. I think I got on a tangent again right there, but what I am feeling it today. So whatever is being spoken in the name of Jesus is mo meant to be said and meant to be heard. And so with that, let me get back on track. Don't expect the first one is don't expect or wait or rely on on motivation. And so I think the reason I kind of went off on that tangent is because I too, clearly there is a time and place to look for motivation. There is a time and place to leverage motivation, but understand the truth that motivation is not sustainable because it's based on an emotional response. You see somebody that inspires you and you're emotionally reacting to that inspiration. And so then you feel motivated to take action for yourself. You see, um, it sometimes it's a painful event. One of the triggers for me when I first got started, it was, it was more, the motivation came from being so done with how I felt and what I was experiencing that I was will, the, the pain of change was less painful to me than the pain of staying the same. And that's honestly true for the majority of the clients. Tony Robbins talks about, that I've worked with over the last 13 years, Tony Robbins talks about there's two types of drivers for people, pain or pleasure. And pain to avoid pain is what will prompt people to act, to act or the enticement of a future pleasure will help people to react. I will tell you it was true for me um, in my own transformation that it was avoiding the pain. I finally got real with the fact that the pain of where I was was far greater than the pain and the discomfort of trying to change and failing and getting back up and failing and getting back up. It still was better. Failing forward was still better than staying the same. Fair enough? And so my point being that whether it's pain or pleasure, it's still based on emotion. So there's an even better way 
to decide that you are going to be in motion for yourself. And that is understanding that motivation is not bad. You absolutely can lever it and you can have a variety of motivations. I personally don't think that there's a negative motivation. It's what it's how you react or respond. What I mean by that is sometimes people will say, well, like, you shouldn't be angry and angry is anger isn't a good motivator. I know a lot of people that have created a lot of success in their life based on um, not a sustained anger, but something that prompted them. Again, going back to, because I don't want to call anybody out, but using my example of like, I just was done. And it was like kind of like an indignant anger in that I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to. And sometimes like you need that. I didn't stay angry. I didn't hold on to anger. I didn't hold on to bitterness because like Joyce Meyer says, that's like uh, swallowing poison and expecting the other person to be sick, right? But it was a motivator. However, I also started to choose actions even on the days that I didn't feel like it, right? So know that motivation, this is number one, just to kind of make sure I'm helping you follow my own speech today. Number one is just the awareness that motivation alone is not going to be the, a sustainable catalyst. It can be a spark, but it will not be sustainable. Motivation is based on an emotion that will come and go. So don't expect it, don't wait for it, don't rely on it use it, leverage it when it comes, look for it when you feel like that is going to be a catalyst in a given moment, but don't allow that to be your only source. Fair enough? The second is to make a plan and habits that support the goal you want to be achieving. And you may or may not know what that is. To, and that is an example of where you might need to come alongside a coach because a lot of times you think you know, but if you've been battling the same battle for five years, 10 years, 15 years, sister, you don't know. If you knew, you'd already be where you need to be, right? Because a lot of times what happens is we hear things and we think, I know that, I know how to do that, I know, well, if you knew, you'd be done, right? It's knowledge, head knowledge is not the only factor. There's two things happening. A lot, one, you may have some head knowledge and in that, in terms of like nutrition or whatever, you have tons of head knowledge in general, you're a brilliant person or we wouldn't be in the same, same community, right? Um, you, you have tons of head knowledge, but I mean, on this specific topic, you might have knowledge on how to live right, how to, you know, fuel your body for optimal health, what have you. However, a lot of people have been deceived because the culture, diet, health, fitness, is distorted and there's a lot of misinformation out there. So it is not uncommon for women to come to me and feel like they're eating healthy and not realizing that their choices actually are not for the highest good. They might be better in comparison to their cousin Susie that is eating fast food all day, but it's still not ideal for the results that they want to achieve. Make sense? So sometimes it can be that you don't know what you don't know, but you think you know. That's actually the biggest challenge because if you think you know and you continue to execute on the wrong things, then of course you're not going to get the result you want. Then it's frustrating. Then you're tempted to give up or quit, right? But the other is understanding that even when it comes to that having the head knowledge, 
the ability to take action for it and know how to build the habits that are going to support it can be a challenge. Now, again, you get to test things out. As long as you can be okay with testing different habits, testing different um, daily routines to see what is going to work with you, then you could continue to test and continue to try and figure out what is going to work for you and align on your goals. And you could absolutely continue to test and do that on your own. Part of the advantage of coaching is then maybe that process takes you the next year, two years, three years, if you're lucky. Whereas when you're in alignment with the right coach and the right program, you have a roadmap. You get to create a roadmap based on proven success, based on proven results, based on having, which is the third one. Um, no, I'm sorry. That's the bonus one. <laughs> Support and accountability. So, but this first was the three things. First, don't expect, wait, rely on motivation. Second, make a plan on the habits that support your goal. And then decide that you're going to stick to your plan. One of the things that we trip ourselves up on, and this is true for any aspect of life, is we make a decision and then we negotiate the decision after it's already been made. So decide ahead of, ahead of time what the habits, what the routine is going to be. Choose to test that out if you're going to do this on your own for a couple of weeks and decide to stick with it regardless of how you feel, which, which um, leads me to the third. The third is how do you make those decisions even when you don't feel, and this is more in alignment with, with how to do that. It is deciding that you are stepping into the identity of the person you want to become. Let me say that again. Decide that you are stepping into the identity of the person that you want to become. So this is a distinction between trying and doing or trying and being. The words, we just like I preach in everything else that I say, and God's word says, uh, you know, be, care, be mindful of our tongue for out of it, like is death and life. And it comes down to the details, my friend. So even an example, and uh, is it Thomas Clearly in Atomic Habits uh, talks about this, that the distinction even between I'm trying to lose weight versus I don't eat sugar, right? Or, and you don't have to actually be that extreme, so it's not a great example. You can't, I teach my clients that you can have, um, you can still have your, your sugar or your whatever you perceive to be a treat, quote unquote, um, in moderation and, and still get the results you want. But um, when you, let me give you an example of the trying versus I am, right? It's the, another example would be a person who maybe drinks, right? And they decide that they want to quit. The difference between saying, no, they're in a social gathering and their friend offers them something. The difference between them saying, no, I'm trying to quit versus no, I don't drink, right? It doesn't matter how many times you mess up and fall short you get to practice, no, I don't drink, right? And you wouldn't say this next line to somebody else necessarily. They might think it's a little weird, but one of the internal thoughts for you is, I am the type of person that does not drink. For whatever, you don't have to explain what your reasons are. I am the type of person that does not drink. I am the type of person that doesn't mindlessly eat at eight o'clock at night watching TV create a handful of I am statements that are important and powerful to you. And that I am is who you want to be. 
So in your process of becoming, no matter how many times you fall short, you remind yourself, no, I am the person who executes self-control, right? I am the type of person that accesses God's self-control in me by his spirit. I am the type of person. I shared this analogy and uh, I think a, a story or a real, uh, it, an everyday example for me, I wanted to build the habit of walking my dogs on a daily basis. And there were days where I didn't feel like it either. And it was a, it's honestly a huge blessing for me because when I ran the brick and mortar fitness business, I, um, I've shared in the, in previous, but if you didn't know, I owned, I started with a boot camp, personal trainer, corporate America to personal trainer, part-time to boot camp of the park to, um, owning a brick and mortar fitness business. And I got the honor to help. Um, it would have been thousands over the course of 10 years uh, through that brick and mortar fitness business. Right. And also running the brick and mortar border um brick and mortar fitness business and because i love what i this is literally what i live and breathe is helping others transform the um that consumed a lot the majority of my time by choice 100% by choice that and training and learning and growing and all these things so for at the time i was not making the time to walk my dogs on a consistent basis one of the advantages of being online is that there is a lot more time flexibility. I'm still who I am. I still love what I do. I still choose to quote unquote work a lot because for me it isn't work. And yet there's still a lot more flexibility. So I decided that I was going to start walking my dogs plus working from home to be quite honest, walking them does me a huge benefit throughout the day because I have two big dogs that have a lot of energy. So being able to do that makes a big difference. It gets their energy out first thing in the morning. So all of that to explain to you that to build that habit, I told myself on the mornings that I didn't feel like making the time to walk them or on the mornings where it felt like it was going to be cold or whatever the thing was that was the stinking thinking that was trying to talk me out of it or negotiate. I would remind myself, no, I am the type of woman that walks my dogs every single day. And I can't tell you that over the last two years, I have been perfect with that every single day. But even if I missed a day, which truly is far and few in between at this point, but even if I miss the day, it's I still come back to, I am the type of woman that walks my dogs every single day because I every day is a new day and every day I get to choose to step into that iteration of identity. My One of my coaches when I had the brick and mortar fitness business was uh, Alex and, and Layla Hermosi. For those of you in business, you probably know them. If you don't, you should know them. They are absolutely brilliant and uh, I still absorb a lot of what they put out there because they have, just have tremendous knowledge and value to give at like insanely young ages, by the way. But before I digress, it's also one of the things that Alex would talk about is stepping into that identity. And of course, in his original uh, venture in business, it was in the fitness space. And so using that as an example, the same thing applies to weight loss you get to identify as the person that is already fit. You get to identify with the person that is already making the choices in food that empower you and equip you in looking and feeling your best. Not I'm trying this new diet. I'm trying this new thing. I am this person. This is the anchor. Making sense?
So that's what I have for you today. Oh, and the bonus was to surround yourself with that environment. I cannot tell you the power of environment, the power of the people that you surround yourself with, either virtually or in person. And again, this is why coaching and community is so critically important. You can have amazing friends, and yet when it comes to each aspect of your life, I encourage you to surround yourself with people that show you what is possible in that aspect of life and people that are going to challenge you and call you forward to consistently, continuously stretch outside of your comfort zone. And that is not very often found in your immediate circle, whether it's for your business life or even your health and well-being. I will tell you, I'm obviously it's just going to be kind of anecdotally, but I would say at least, at least 90% of the people that come to me are the first people in their friend group, in their community, in their family to choose to do differently, to choose to become a person that leans into health and fitness and prioritize it. So without choosing to invest in themselves to learn how to do that and also invest in a community where they're connected so they don't feel like they're crazy, so that they don't feel like what they want to achieve is abnormal or impossible, but to be able to normalize what you want to be, to be able to normalize the becoming, you get to choose to be around a coach and group of people where it is already normal, right? And so I hope that that helps you. So that's the, the bonus is, is truly there's just so much. It, I can't even tell you how much it will literally change your life. That's why I you will hear me talk about coaching all the time, not only from my own journey um, in fitness and well-being, which I still invest in that aspect. I have all the head knowledge. I have all the know-how. And yet I still invest because I want to be consistently growing and evolving. I want to consistently be looking at what is next. The same is true as is business and like the iterations of business, whether it be marketing or money mindset or what have you. When you decide to put yourself in rooms that probably even make you feel uncomfortable because they are where you want to be, that is where you learn to see what is possible. That is what you, where you learn to see normalize. And I get that you can see images on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, social media, TikTok, whatever. You can see the images. You can think in your mind like, oh yeah, no, that shows me that it's possible. I am telling you there is something different when you build connections with the people that have made it possible, that have normalized it, that, have, that are already where you want to be. There is a huge distinction between just following somebody on social media and and yes that can help and but there's a huge distinction between following someone that is where you want to be and being in connection with that person and that and a like-minded community and being in connection and in relationship and learning and growing from that people there it is just night and day difference there is no better investment you can make than investing in yourself to learn the skill, to learn the habits, to learn how it's going to happen, both in health and fitness, in your business, there's, there's no greater investment. As long as you are the type of woman who is coachable and willing and able 
you're you're you are able but willing to to do your part right all right off my soapbox i love you guys so much clearly i'm really passionate about you being able to um understand that being grounded and rooted first and foremost in your personal relationship with god you can't afford to not be cultivating that relationship on a daily basis and second prioritizing your own self of well-being because you are the operator because first and foremost god's word tells us to but i'm not like not from a place of guilt and condemnation just because but from a place of it's just not talked about enough in churches it is god's god calls us to do a lot of things and we hear about all the things he wants us to be doing and rarely do we hear it being talked about the reminder that our physical body is the vessel in and is the temple designed to hold his holy spirit and honor god and yet we do not have the reverence that i believe we're called to have for it right uh and when and also not only that but also you are best positioned for that next iteration of vision that god has given you you are best positioned to be able to hear it to be able to see it with clarity, to be able to then live it out when you are fiercely fit in mind, body, and spirit. Because what's the opposite of that? Dis distraction and disease. Distraction and dis-ease. Doesn't even mean that you have to have a disease that has showed up on blood work or a doctor's report. The dis-ease alone, remember Peter was walking on water until he just slightly distracted and looked at the storm. In this instance, the slight distraction is the enemy, Satan, society, and self, using the distraction of feeling dis-ease in your own body, in your own mind, in your ability to understand, recognize, capture the thoughts that don't align with God's word. He's using that dis-ease to cause women who are called for greater things, women who are called into business, women who are called to have impacts, whether it be for your children, and that's your calling in this season of life, or you are called to affect a multitude of other people. That little degree of distraction and dis-ease is causing you to run your race hindered. You are a strong, powerful woman. You're created on purpose for unique and greater purpose. I know that you are in action. I know your heart is to serve God in powerful ways that, that are to serve others in powerful ways that honor God. And yet I also know that you may not know what you don't know. And that if you are feeling discouraged and distracted by your own physical well-being or by your own emotions that are slowing you down, it is a, it is a hindrance. It's like running your race. I've given this analogy. One more analogy and I'll let you guys go. One more story. One more visual. God gave me this visual about running a hindered race. And when you, I used to train for OCR races, Spartan races, Tough Mudders, all of those. And one of the things that I would do is run with a weighted race or walk stairs with a weighted vest, excuse me. And this vest, you put this vest on and then it had a ton of different little pockets in it that each had, I think it was like two or two and a half pound weight so that you could decide how much weight you're going to run with. And I think ultimately if everything was loaded, you could run, well, I would not be running with 60 extra pounds, but I would walk the stairs with it or whatever the case may be. 
And as you, but then you could lighten the load by taking these little mini bars on. So if I wanted to run, maybe I only had 10 pounds in or 20 pounds in or 25 pounds in, right? And God used that analogy to describe to me women uh, that ha are being called, the women that are called for even more. So many of us are running with these weighted vests and those weights are defined by many different things. And I'm not here to try and solve all of the weights that you're carrying in your weight, but I am called to stand in the gap and make you aware of the weights related to your health and your well-being that do not belong on you, that you get to discover and choose to take out. You have to be in action for it because you get to choose. You're going to run your race because that's how God desired you to. That's how God designed you is to run your race, run strong. You are a way maker. You are a high achiever. You get things done no matter what. But do you want to run your race with a 60 pound weighted vest? How fast, how efficiently will you run if once you start taking those weights out? How fast, how efficiently will you start running your race when you take those weights out? How much further can you get in this lifetime if you are running without those extra weights that are not meant for you? The enemy has tried to put them on you over and over and over again in this time to recognize it for what it is and release them and pull them out. Fair enough, so that you can run your race unapologetically, unapologetically strong and bold in the name of Jesus in a way that continues to serve others and honors God from your maximum potential. Amen. All right, ladies, with that, I'm going to sign off. I hope that this was helpful for you. Um, I just, I want to pray really quickly. I feel like this was just a lot came out today that. Um, I knew I planned to say and also was just so spirit-led, so I just want to honor God in this moment and just thank you, Jesus, so much for just giving me the eyes to see um, each step that you lay in front of me. God, I'm so far from perfect, but you continue to cultivate this skill of being able to have the eyes to see your hands and ears to hear your words and hear that voice and to the courage to dis distinguish it, Father God, and the heart and the passion for the women or um, high-achieving entrepreneurs that I'm meant to serve and help stand in the gap, Father God, because in doing so, I get to, by your anointing, Father God, be a leader of leaders from a servant heart, Father God, so that I can be a vessel in your army that helps free them from the discourage and distraction that is weighing them down so that they in turn can fulfill the greatest potential of their unique calling. And in by doing so, they have the ripple effect of the people that they are meant to touch in whatever capacity they are called to serve, Father God. I praise you, Father. I thank you, Father God, that each woman and or maybe a few good men that are meant to hear this today, Father God, receive this message in the exact way that it is meant to be received. I praise you. I thank you, Father God. All honor to you in all things, in all ways. Father God, I would not be who I am or be doing what I do if it weren't by your work and in through me. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, please be with whoever is listening to this. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you found this episode helpful. And if you did, if you feel like there is value in it, if the mission of becoming kingdom fit, fiercely fit in mind, body, and spirit resonates with you, then I want to invite you to join me. And there's a couple of ways that you can do that. 
One is as simple as leaving a review for this podcast or sharing this episode with a friend that you think will also find value in the words that are being spoken. I truly believe that in Becoming Kingdom Fit, it will be an evolving mission that takes a stand in our Christian communities, especially for our high-performing, high-purpose-driven Christian entrepreneurs to normalize the becoming fiercely fit in mind, body, and spirit, and to get the message out of how critical this is and how the important role that it plays in our ability to effectively steward our unique and greater purpose. Not only that, but in our ability to truly experience the depth and intimacy in our personal relationship with God that he has for us with the understanding that distraction and disease uh, acts as a disruptor. And so we get to call the enemy out for his lies and selfish in that uh, belief that self-care is somehow selfish. Go back to God's word that tells us the importance of our own well-being and our physical bodies being his temple for the Holy Spirit in us and as operators of our business and so much more. So if you want to join on just getting the message out, share the podcast, share an episode, write a review, and that will then let the algorithms to be know that it's of value and that it's serving other people and it will continue to show it up to people that you don't know. You could be helping get the word out to women and I'm sure a few good men in uh, countries that are far and near. So I appreciate that. The second is you can join our Facebook community. I'll click or leave a link in the show notes. And then of course, if you want help, personal with your personal transformation. If you want help, the roadmap to successfully get from where you are now and overcome the challenges that you've faced in the past. I know you're not no you are no stranger to hard work. I know that you've done you feel like you've done all the things and nothing has worked for you. And hopefully by leaning into a variety of the trainings that I give and the episodes, you're starting to see the lies of the enemy that is trying to tell you that there is something inherently wrong with you. And the truth is that the secular way of losing weight, the diet industry, diet culture is missing the most critical element. And it's adding to the cycle of on again, off again, or losing 20 and gaining it back. And I know that my life experiences, my personal journey and having the experience of coaching amazing people over the last 13 years was worked out in and through me so that I can do exactly what I am doing now and standing in the gap for uh, women and a few good men all over the world and being that advocate, leading the way and showing you what is possible for your physical body, your mental, emotional well-being, and the depth of intimacy that you get to experience in your personal relationship with God and how all of that ties together. No matter how busy you are and without giving up all your favorite foods or spending hours at a gym, I promise that it is possible for you too. So if you want to connect and talk about what it would look like to potentially work together, you can go to RebeccaTabert.com 
forward slash Kingdom Fit Academy. I'll drop the link in the show notes. And if you want the extended version of the training series, you can also go to RebeccaTabert.com forward slash Becoming Kingdom Fit and you will get the full download four-part series. And that is all I have for you today, but I look forward to getting to know you and uh, I thank you for your time and leaning into this episode. Time really is our most precious asset, so I work diligently to honor and respect the time that you invest in this episode um, and allowing me to be a voice in your, in your walk and in your journey. Thanks again, and we'll talk soon.